Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shamel. And I'm your host, Brother Shamel. Uh, we're back again with another uh, part in our series on Kabbalah. And before we get into that, I would just want to uh, give some new announcements. So the first announcement is that my website is now up and running. That's right, folks. You heard it. Um, Shemel, the website is up. You can actually go to uh, www.shem-l.com. That's S-H-E-M-E-L.com. Shemel.com. And on that website, you will get access to a host of things. Among them, you will get access to my products, my books, um, certain uh, apparel, uh, also um, video, posters. Uh, We have our podcast there. Actually, um, if you want to listen to the podcast from the website, you can. Um, You can actually... Also, we got a blog. I got my blog there. Um, I have my videos, um, Shemel TV that has a host of my um, videos from YouTube on my YouTube channel. Um, You will actually be able to, when you go to the site, you'll be um, actually be able to get a free lesson from my upcoming um, course that I've uh, been working on. Um, that is coming, the full course is coming out soon. Um, currently it's called Melanin Mind Mastery. Melanin Mind Mastery, that actually, the name of that may, uh, change. Um, but as of right now, that is the name of the course. Um, it's a very powerful course that I've been working on for some years. Um, and it will be available, but the, um, first introductory lesson you can get for free um, by sending your email information. It'll take you to getting a lesson, which is that lesson is actually three lessons in one, dealing with some powerful breathing techniques that I've learned throughout the years. And also, um, they have a, there's a member section on the website, so you can actually sign up and become an exclusive member, which will get you access to our masterminds community, which is basically a, a, a group, an online group, similar to the group that I have on Facebook. I have a masterminds Facebook group um, that's growing, but this will be exclusive. Um, it will be um, separate and pretty much autonomous from Facebook. So, you know, I, they Facebook can't do anything. Zuckerberg can't shut it down. This will be for anyone who's interested in sharing, speaking on things pertaining to metaphysics, uh, spirituality, a whole host of things that we talk about on this podcast. And um, you'll get a lot uh, other uh, special treats from being a member if you so choose. But if not, you can still go ahead and, and check out the podcast the blog, the, get your products, 
everything all at one site. So once again, the name of the website is www.shemel.com, which is S-H-E-M hyphen E-L dot com. So be sure to check me out on that. And um, yeah, I'm excited to finally get it up and running. Uh, It's been a a while in the making, but it is active. So um, definitely would love your feedback on the website. Uh, In addition to that, um, as I mentioned before in my previous podcast, I'm doing episodes more frequently, um, being more active and just wanting to build this platform for the people who've been getting tremendous response. Um, I want to take this time to give a special shout out to um, two people um, who gave their um, feedback and um, showed their support for this podcast. Uh, one is my good sister, uh, Atabira Bay, also known as Lakima Roll Bay. Um, from North Carolina, um, good sister. I've been knowing her for years. Um, she was share- she's always been sharing uh, my posts, um, sharing the the podcast to others. And in one particular share, um, there was a particular uh, individual who actually um, took the time out. Uh, a brother took time out to give some feedback. Um, brother by the name of Kamen Law Bay. So shout out to him. Uh, thank you, brother, for your support. And I'm actually going to take time out to read the comment that he uh, put in reference to the previous episode, which is part three, Elohim, the fall of man in Kabbalah formation. And this is what he said. He said, quote, didn't watch the whole got to go back just wanted to say thank you extremely extremely insightful it helped to already have had knowledge of the four kingdoms vegetation animal minerals so forth that came in handy to grasp the opening of the lecture atomic theory came in handy as well didn't know Kabbalism was the origin of the knowledge I received in those disciplines I definitely found a fountain never heard of this brother now I know I know it's not a game, is what I do know, the teaching, the fundamental beginning of all spirit slash matter, and for a contemporary audience, yeesh, Genesis, peace. So, you know, definitely I appreciate that. It's um, feedback like that, and I've said um, comments like that, it makes it all worth it, you know. it's not about, you know, you know, the the fame or the fortune with this. It's about helping, sharing information that helps people grow in this knowledge and helps them transform on their journey of self-development. So once again, shout outs and honors to those two. Um, so I'm going to get into this part, which is part four of our series of Elohim, the Fall of Man. And Kabbalah, and this is actually dealing with a book in Kabbalah. Um, it's an additional book um, I spoke about before, Zohar. Well, this book also, which is a foundational book in the teachings of Kabbalah, is Sifir 
Yetzirah, which I, I think I said in the last episode I would speak on, I would dedicate a, an entire episode just to that book. So this is um, the book of formation. So this, t- this part is dealing with the book of formation. Some people say it's the book of creation. And um, so I'd just like to get into that. So to I want to give some background and some insight on this book. Um, so it's one of the, uh, uh, the earliest or it's the earliest um, book on Kabbalah. And as I mentioned, Kabbalah is Hebraic mysticism. Um, and in reference to this, um, I will actually be reading excerpts from the um, the book of formation. So you'll get you'll get you are getting a treat with this because I'll actually be reading excerpts from it. But um, as I always like to begin, so I want to give some insight in reference to um, starting with the basis. Of, um, again, this goes along with the line of formation, right? And I think I can get in some insight on certain things pertaining to the circle seven. I always like to start with the circle seven, if at all possible. So this will kind of give some insight. Uh, I'm going to go into chapter 11. I'm just going to read an excerpt of it. And then I'm going to go into the significance of this particular book. So I'm going to start from, in my um, version of Circle 7, it would be uh, verse 18. Some have it a different number. But it starts off as, Time never was when man was not. That which begins will have an end. If man was not, the time will come when he will not exist. From Allah's own record book, we read the triune Allah breathed forth and stood seven spirits before his face. The Hebrews call these seven spirits Elohim. And these are they who in their boundless power created everything that was and is. The spirits of the triune Allah moved on the face of boundless space and seven ethers were and every ether had its form of life. These forms of life were but the thought of Allah clothed in the substance of their ether planes. So I'm just going to stop there. Um, I've spoken on this before and and there's a lot to unpack actually in the entire chapter. But I, um, I want to kind of give some room to actually go into this book, the book of formation. So uh, one of the key things I wanted to point it out in this excerpt that I just read was the triune Allah, which is three. Triune is three and one and the seven spirits, seven creative spirits. Now, in the Moorish questionnaire, the question is asked, who is Elohim? And the answer is Elohim is the seven creative spirits that created everything that was, is and evermore to be. Um and what is Elohim sometimes called? The following question answer to that is the seven eyes of Allah. Again, as I mentioned before, Elohim is the seven created spirits that created everything that ever was, is, and evermore to be. So, 
the interesting thing about this particular book is that it's very heavy on numbers. Um, it and among those numbers are three and seven, as I just mentioned. There are other numbers as well. Now these numbers are very important because there is um, a law of correspondence in um, in action here, where these numbers you're dealing with the law of three, the law of seven, um, as well as other numbers. And this particular code um, is consistent and corresponds in other um, areas of life and of the study. I should say the study of of mysticism or metaphysics in general. Um, you'll always see these numbers come up three, seven, right? So I want to get into that. So the first part that I want to get into and really focus on in reference to this is the beginning. I'm going to read the beginning of the book, uh, which actually there are actually several different versions of a book of this particular book, Book of Formation, yeah, including a short version and a long version. But with that said, um, I'll read, um, I think, the first, I'll start off with the first two verses on chapter one of this. Okay. So it says, in two and thirty most occult and wonderful paths of wisdom did Jah or Yah, the Lord of hosts, engrave his name. God of the armies of Israel, ever-living God, merciful and gracious, sublime, dwelling on high, who inhabited eternity. He created this universe by the three seraphim, number, writing, and speech. Ten are the numbers, as are the sephiroth and 22 the letters these are the foundation of all things of these letters three are mothers seven are double twelve are simple now I'm going to stop right there because while that may seem like okay it's just a bunch of words everything is coded so the first number is spoken about is 32 32 paths of wisdom in Kabbalah. The 32 paths of wisdom also has a correspondence with the 32 um, paths in reference of the um, 32 degrees in Freemasonry. And I think I've spoken about that before. So so now you see where this comes from so that's one the other thing he goes into is three seraphim now keep in mind three the number three you have there we just talked about the trial on the law now before I get in what he speaks about with the three seraphim I'm going to get into the fact that seraphim is also mentioned in chapter 1 of the circle 7 where it speaks about the creation and fall of man 
because in there um, it is said that man is the lord of all the plane of manifest of protoplast of mineral of plant of beast but he gave up his birthrights just to gratify his lower self but man will regain his lost estate his heritage but he must do it in a conflict that cannot be told in words yea he must suffer trials and tribulations manifold but let him know that cherubim and seraphim that rule the stations of the sun and spirit of the mighty Allah who rule the solar stars are his protectors and will guide him and they will lead to victory okay so in that section it speaks about seraphim and cherubim and even before that when um, it talks about creative fate why did creative fate give to soul a body of flesh that he might function on the planes of things made manifest now hear ye cherubim ye seraphim ye angels and ye men okay so that's classifications of beings the cherubim and seraphim are are each classifications of beings or classifications of angels then you just have angels and then you have men so there's a hierarchy as I've always mentioned with that now these seraphim okay this is very important these three seraphim that is mentioned in the book of formation is number writing and speech notice he it's not mentioned that they're not denoted as names of angels like Michael, Mikael, or Gabriel, or Raphael. No. It's number, writing, and speech. So these are actual disciplines and actual expression of thought. Number, writing, and speech. Number is mathematics, right? Writing is language that is written and speech is spoken language that gets you to the word which brings you to logos right so each one of them qualifies qualifies as logos and logos is is course greek for word and that goes back to the book of john where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god in in Islamic teachings, you have the kalimat, the kalimat, which is the word or the declaration of la ilaha illallah, right? Which has multi multi layered meanings. One being there's no god but God, and the other one is that there is no existence except or no reality except Allah. Allah being the only reality, nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it. Right? Nothing 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 exists except through Allah. That is the only reality. So you have that level of this occult, as it says, and two and thirty most occult, and well occult meaning hidden. So these are hidden paths, right? Now what does that mean in layman's terms and in, in practice? That means your first expressions of thought, right, are manifested in your speech. Then it gets the number in the writing, right? Because the number is the counting. You acknowledge things, the quantity of things through counting. 
right? One, two, three, four, even time. Time never was when man was not. For you to get into time, you have to get into counting. And then for, for there to be counting, there has to be numbers. It has to be numbered for you to have a um, uh, an awareness that there is multiples of a thing, right? To make a distinction. Adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing. These are all things. These are calculations that are done in the mind. So these are all actually processes and, and expressions of thought. And man is a thought manifested in flesh. You, Each one of us is a thought. So you get into that. Now, getting into the other aspect of it, the second verse which is 10 are the numbers. So now it breaks it down. 10 are the numbers as in the sephirah that deals with the Kabbalistic tree of life, the 10 sephirah, right? And most people, when they talk, when they teach you, they teach you to um, count up to 10. And most things in the society are based in multiples of 10, Right? Now, from there, it gets into 22, the letters. These are the foundations of all things. 10 numbers, 22 letters. These are 22 Hebrew letters, to be specific. Then it goes and specifies the distinction and the categories of these letters. Of these letters, three are mothers. Mother, three mother letters, seven are double, seven double letters. And 12 are simple, simple letters. So that's your three, your seven, and your 12. So now you get into 12. And 12 is also expressed constantly throughout religious um, literature, particularly the Bible. Your 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples, um, the 12, um, the 12 sons of not only Israel but Ishmael right um, is a host of things pertaining to the number 12 that you will find in the Bible um, the 12 gates um, in the in the uh, crystal city right the 12 jewels the 12 um, you know the dividing of the 144,000 by 12 12, 12 times 12,000 giving you 144,000 which really when you add up the, the numerals 1, 4, 4 and the three zeros you come up with 9 which is the number of completion so this is all constant right that you will find you also have the 12 uh, um, signs of the zodiac 12 astrological signs right um you find this all throughout in 12 months in the Hebrew calendar, 12 months in the Gregorian calendar. Uh, there's a constant elevation. And most importantly, what you find within the teachings of more science is the 12 step ladder, which I will get into depth later on. But it, I just want to put that focus on, on your mind that you see a consistent pattern with those three numbers of 
3, 7, and 12. And when you add those up, you get 22. And I'm going to get into the 22 as well, the specifics of 22, why 22 is a very powerful number. But um, with that, the 12-step ladder, you have and also dealing with the teachings in more science, it's very important to understand that this information here that you find has been taught time and time again, um, particularly dealing with this information. Even in the book of Revelations where it says the 24 elders around the throne, 24 is simply 12 times 2, right? Okay, so we want to get that clear in that aspect. And then, of course, 3 and 7 gives you the 10, right? The 10, of course, with the Sephira, you have 10 digits, or what they would call toes, on your hands, right? Uh, which is Which is the fingers and the thumb, right? Some distinguish the thumb from being different than a finger, but for this conversation, we'll say 10 fingers. Um, and then 10 digits on your feet, which you count as toes, right? So that is um, understood, you know. And when they teach you in school, they teach you on the principle of count to 10, right? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then they'll say everything is a repeat of that. So that's very important, not only in how we're structured and conditioned, but how you'll find things in in nature. So that's very important to understand. So um, just getting into it, the three mother letters in the Hebrew alphabet are Aleph, Mim, and Sheen. This is very important. The seven doubles are Beth, Gemel, Daleth, Kaf, Peh, Resh, and Ta. The twelve simples or the twelve elemental letters are He, Wa, Zain, Heth, Teth, Yad, Lamet, Nun, Samek, Ayin, um, Zaid, uh, and Kof. Right? Uh, this is very important. So, so you got the three, the three, the seven, and the twelve. The twenty-two letters, which also coincide with the fact of the skull having 22 bones right the skull has 22 bones on the skull now there's also there's also something to be understood about the bone of the skull in relationship to the uh, the nervous system and some other things, which I will also um, speak on. But I I want to actually just kind of give a summary this in this part of the episode where you have an understanding of some basic information 
pertaining to um, these letters and how they work and the importance of them. Because you're dealing with both the macrocosm of the universe and the microcosm of man, right? That goes back to the law of correspondence. As above, so below. As within, so without. So everything you're seeing that's mentioned in this book, and I just went into two, two verses of the book, deals with the law of correspondence that's spoken about in the book of um, Kabbalion. And that's important to note so when you're dealing with formation right this is the book of formation keep that in mind correspondence has to take place what that what does that mean that means the the laws of the higher has to have some effect and some um, resemblance on the forms of the lower so when you're dealing with the in the higher planes that law of three 7 and 12 it also manifests on the lower like in your body for those who study um, acupuncture and um, qigong and tai chi they know about the 12 meridians of the body see there's 12 in there so you have 12 you'll have um, I mentioned the 10 digits right you have 7 chakras right Right, and also in reference to the body, right? You have, of course, or in this place, you you consist of body, soul, and spirit. You're threefold. You're truly, actually, spirit. You're truly actually spirit inside of a soul, which is inside of a body. Okay. The higher self is human spirit clothed with soul made in the form of a law as we teach in more science. But um, what I want to do is basically get more into this book uh, and really get into um, the aspect going into the the 22 and get into some other parallels because this is actually found um, further in the Bible and other um, writings as well. So the way I want to start it off is basically dealing with the um, let's start with the, the book of John. Okay. So one, and I'll actually be also reading from parts of my book, What is the Higher Self, to give some uh, context. One of the most renowned passages in the Bible is in the beginning of John chapter 1. The book of John is considered to have the most spiritual context out of all the synoptic gospels, which are the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It is the only synoptic gospel to speak of the divine mission of Jesus in depth. The subject of the divine light is covered in the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 9, which state, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. 
in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe he was not the light but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world now that passage actually speaks about the true light of the omnipotent existing within man remember I said you are a spirit man himself is not a is not the body nor the soul. He's a spirit and a part of Allah as taught in, as mentioned in the um, first chapter of the circle seven, which we go into heavily on this podcast. So that light, that spiritual light is life as in the breath of life. Breath, right? Spiritus is a Latin word meaning breath. Breath of life mentioned in Genesis as we talked about um, again in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 which deals with formation right and we're going to go back into this verse because it goes into another aspect pertaining to the uh, this book of formation Sefer Yatzir um, that man was made from the dust of the ground and the Lord God breathed into man the breath of life and he became a living soul so the breath of life is that holy breath right that holy breath some would say holy spirit okay and it's confirmed in the circle 7 chapter 2 verses 14 to 16 which state and these and these your sons will be the first to tell the news and teach the gospel of goodwill to men and peace on earth a mighty work is theirs for carnal men want not the light they love the dark and when the light shines in the dark they comprehend it not we call these sons revealers of the light but they must have the light before they can reveal the light so most people identify light as being something that must be visible to the physical eye however this is not the case there are such things as infrared light and ultraviolet light which are not visible to the physical eye in the scientific field of physics the term light can refer to electromagnetic radiation of any wavelength both visible and invisible in addition to melatonin the pineal gland also produces melanin and which comes from a Greek word melas meaning dark right Um, a natural skin pigment that is that absorbs light so people with naturally darker skin can stay in the sunlight without risk of getting cancer or other abnormalities. Now there are similarities between um, what's known as Jacob's ladder and the spiritual and the spinal column, I should say, right? Because there's a thing about the the term of um, Jacob's ladder. Now the twelve-step ladder is mentioned in the Bible as Jacob's ladder okay so Jacob's ladder is or Sulam Yaqub in Hebrew is a stairway to heaven that Jacob Yaqub which means supplanter a Hebrew word meaning to supplanter um, son of Abraham 
dreams about during his escape from his brother Esau. Okay, so if you go to Genesis, the book of Genesis, chapter 28, verse 10 to 19, it will say, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took of stones of that place and put them pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it into thy seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places, whether thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of uh, to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid how and said, how dreadful is this place? There is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his pillow and set it up for a pillar and poured all upon top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. So he called it Bethel, which means house of El or house of God. Right now he talked about um, this particular ladder with the angels of God ascending and descending on it. So there's a ladder, the angel. Remember, we teach in more science that angel is a thought of a law of manifesting human flesh. And. And the question is asked also, what are angels used for to carry messages to the four corners of the world, to all nations? So these are the word angel comes from the Latin word angelos, which means messengers. So these messengers are thoughts traveling up your your spinal column through the nervous system, right? Reaching up to that part, that house, right? Which would be the skull. Okay. Now, there are similarities, like I said, between this Jacob's ladder and the spinal column, right? Now, there are 33 vertebrae in the man's spine, right? We also know in Freemasonry, there's 33 degrees, right? 32 degrees, and then there's that extra 33, 33rd degree Mason, right? And in that, check this out, in the vertebrae, there are seven cervical vertebrae. There's a number seven. And then there are five, I mean, I'm sorry, there are 12 thoracic vertebrae. So that's thoracic, that's the 12 step ladder. There are five lumbar vertebrae in the small of the back, 
and there are five fused vertebrae creating a solid bone of the tailbone. So what's that? The seven, the 12, and you have the 10. Okay? Check it out. There you have it. So as above, so below. This is very important to understand. Okay? So, and in the cockpit at the base, they fuse four bones. That four bones is likened to the four elements. Okay? Above the spine is the skull. The skull has 22 bones and is located at the top of the spinal column. The Hebrew alphabet has 22 letters. The 22nd letter of the alphabet, which is the last letter, is ta or taf, right? And in many um, Semitic abjects, that's a, a number mystical system where number and letters have meanings. The 22nd letter, that letter is the symbol of perfection. So at the top of Jacob's ladder stood Yahweh Elohim as a symbol of perfection that traveled up your spinal column to the dome where also the crown chakra sits. Okay? For those who have those eyes to see and ears to hear, these are just some of the metaphysical aspects of Jacob's ladder. And remember, I also said that's, you know, dealing with the 12-step ladder. We also have the 12 meridians, right? So, um, before I go a little further into um, the Jacob's Ladder. I also want to mention the fact that Jacob's Ladder is not, well, Jacob's Ladder, I'm sorry, the, before I go further into the Book of Formation, which I'm going to read a little more from, it's also important to note that the Book of Formation is uh, associated with Abraham prophet Abraham or the Hebrew patriarch Abraham it is also said that this is the same book that is mentioned in the Quran as the Suhuf Ibrahim or the scroll of Abraham so this is very important I want to get into that as well so if you go in the 87th chapter or surah of the Quran on Surah Surat al-Ala, right? Or um, the degree of the the most high or the exalted from when you get Ali, like Noble Drew Ali, right? Then specifically on the verses or the ayat of 9 to 19, it speaks about this, uh, the scriptures of Moses and of Abraham. It speaks about the scroll of Abraham. So it says as follows, it says, Therefore, give admonition in case the admonition profits the hearer. The admonition will be received by those who fear, but it will be avoided as in fear of law. But it will be avoided by those most unfortunate ones who will enter the great fire in which they will then neither die nor live, but those will prosper, will purify themselves and glorify the name of their guardian Lord and lift their hearts in prayer. Nay, ye prefer the life of this world, but the hereafter is better and more enduring. And this is in the books of the earliest 
the books of Abraham and Moses, right? And um, even in the 53rd surah of the Quran, Surah Al-Najm, which is um, the surah of the stars, um, in the 36 ayat, starting from the 36 ayat verse, um, it says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nay, is it not acquainted with what is in the book of Moses and of Abraham who fulfilled his engagements, namely that no bearer of burdens can bear the burden of another, that man can have nothing but what he strives for, that the fruit of his striving will soon come to light, then he will be rewarded a reward complete. This is connected with chapter one in circle seven again, talking about um, that there's no failure for the human soul and talk about that um, the conflict that cannot be told in words. So I just wanted to give light to that. Um, also, within the writings, particularly of the uh, the book of the book of um, formation, it speaks about a particular um, entity known as Gollum. Now, Gollum, right, occurs once in the Bible, in the book of Psalms, um, 139, chapter 139, verse 16. And I'll just read it real quick. And it says, Thine eyes did see mine unformed substance, and in thy book they were all written, even the days they were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. So here, again, you hear those words, fashion, form, you're dealing with the, um, the realm of formation, the world of formation. Now, it says and translated that unformed, my unformed substance. That's um, goimi or my golem, which is basically my raw material or my light form. Okay, right? Keep in mind, we spoke about that light, right? And that light that shines within the darkness and being revealers of the light. Okay. And in Kabbalah, many would say that the first golem was Adam due to the book of Genesis chapter chapter 2 verse 7 which speaks about um, Adam being formed of the dust of the ground and um, being receiving that breath of life and becoming a living soul the term golem is, is very prominent in Jewish folklore um, as a matter of fact um you can see it currently in many different comic books, um, movies, um, video games, um, it, it, on TV shows such as um, the X Files, that was that were known to have um, a particular literature, um, particular um, episode pertaining to Golem. Like I said, comic books like um, the Hulk and other things, and. Um, just that idea of this this uh kind of like a zombie they but they made it into a monster there's also a famous um story of um golem the golem of prague 
keep in mind within the entertainment industry, many of the people who were, who were working or who are who are involved in writing these stories uh, of Jewish um, ancestry. Um, so, of course, these these stories go back to um, parts of Europe, like the um, uh, the Czech Republic and places like that. Like I mentioned, Prague, etc. So, um, the Jewish people who were there, they carried these stories. Um, and put it into the various movies and TV shows and other forms of media and kept that story going. Um, but the point of it is, is that as it mentions in the Bible about it, it's speaking about that form, the formless, not yet formed. And in order for it to be formed and fashioned, there has to be that, that light, that spirit within it. Because your physical body is really without that breath of life, without life within it, the animating energy within it. It's just clay. It's formless. It's just, it's just mass, right, which has no value, okay? So you are not the body nor the soul. You are a spirit and a part of the omnipotent. So just want to keep that in mind. Um, I'm also going to just go back and get into some more aspects of this particular book. Um, so I'll read on. I'll go actually into some other parts. Um, I won't be able to go into everything, um, even though this is relatively that book is it's not a long book. But I don't have the time to go into all the book. But you can actually look it up. It's online. You can just do a Google search and you can um, actually um, read various online um, uh, publications of it. Um, sacredtext.com is one you can go to. Um, so if you go into, I'm going to go to, for example, just to give some context, chapter two, I'll read the beginning of chapter two. It says of the um, book of formation says the foundations are the 22 letters, three mothers, seven double and 12 single letters. Three mothers, namely Ain, Mean, Sheen. These are air, water, fire, mute as water, hissing as fire. An air of a spiritual type is as the tongue of a balance standing erect between them pointing out the equilibrium which exists. He have formed, weighed, transmuted, composed, and created with these 22 letters every living being and every soul yet uncreated. 22 letters are formed by the voice impressed on air, on the air, and audibly uttered in five situations in the throat, guttural sounds, in the palate, Palatals by the tongue, lingals through the teeth, dentals, and by the lips, labial sounds. So here is talking about how speech is formed in verse three. Okay, five situations. Okay, to utter the word. Verse four says these twenty-two letters, the foundations he arranged as on a sphere, two hundred and fifty-one modes of utterance. Okay, I'm going to stop there. 
um, but I, I just want to um, focus on the fact that, again, he goes into oh, this book actually goes into elements, air, water and fire. OK, so which is important to have an understanding of in reference to this air, water and fire. OK, so the mute is uh, is that which is unaccompanied by a sound. OK, that is connected with the letter meme, the Hebrew letter meme. Right. Like when you when you mums the word, mm, that's, you know, you, you even may have seen like certain shows like on um, In Living Color. It was the. When Damon Wayans, he um, he uh, played a character that had a speech impediment. He's a mm, 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 and like the un- inability to talk with a mm, but that also ties with the ohm, which is the sound of the ohm, the sound of the universe. Um, when you hum, you're not enunciating a word; you're just humming. Right. If you know know the words of a song, you hum the words. Like, oh, every time I and then you start mumming words. That's mute. That's the meme. Syllabants or or, or sibilants, I should say. Right. That's your hissing. There's the hissing. Sheen. Okay. So you go from the mute to the hiss of the sheen. Okay. Then. You get into the um, aspirates, such as Aleph, okay, which holds a position between the mute and the syllabants, or, or, sub, or sibilants, I'm sorry. Um, so that's the air sound, okay? Everything, these are the three mother letters, that's your Aleph. So Mim, Sheen, Aleph. They're called the mothers, and there's a distinction drawn from them. So these are the mother sounds. So these three sounds of Mim, Sheen, and Aleph, according to Kabbalah, gives birth as mothers to all of these other forms of speech. Okay, and again, it talked about the the five modes, right? The um, the five. Um, aspects on which you speak five situations right in the throat you know in the palate you grunt in the palate then by the tongue you the lingles through the teeth so from the throat to the palate to your tongue to your teeth to your lips right so the sound that travels from the throat and that ties in with the throat chakra and the throat traveling throughout your mouth through the different parts of your mouth in five situations that it speaks about so here that goes back to what we spoke about with the word in the beginning was the word <laughs> and the word was with God and the word was God so now you see the the connection the connection that is speaking about is how things come into existence by way of the word keep in mind in the book of Genesis it says that um, he would just say, let there be, you know, let there be light, you know, uh, and then it would be, there's a speech in this, 
Now, why would they have to? Why would you have to speak it for it to exist? It's speaking about the process of the power of the word. By once you put it out from the mind within out, even if you're in a room by yourself, it now has taken into another space, another phase, where it can take effect. Because if you're just thinking about something, it can and it stays in the mind. There's nothing to grab onto. But if you really start talking about a thing and really putting it out there verbally, even if you don't take on to it, somebody can take on to that thought that now has been expressed and communicated and make it a reality formation. Okay. So that's what you have when you deal with the science that's taught in the book of formation, the power of the word. There's death and life in the power of the word as it says in the bible that's why you should always speak positive words and you should do your best not to speak ill of someone because that word that sound energy um it can hit you you know it can bounce off energy can travel it can reflect um and it's always better to speak positive things into to make sure that those positive things will take some effect even if it doesn't take effect as soon as you would like it to it's in the universe you're putting it out there that's why a lot of mystics do a lot of chanting there's a lot of meditation certain societies they do meditations and they speak certain affirmations i have a whole podcast episode on affirmations affirm affirm comes affirmation comes from the formation so affirming is really just putting into formation to forming it making it firm okay there's a directly from firm and form right so again this is the power of that information and um there's so much more to really go into this aspect um one of the things i do want to talk about is the fact of the shim that there's a relationship in reference to um, that golem, that formless form that has the name on top of the forehead, right? It was called the shim, right? Or what is also known as the shim uh, ha-mesforash, which is the explicit name. And in the teachings of Kabbalah, there's many different um, forms of that composing of various letters anywhere from as low as four up to 72 letters uh, but the most common one is that of the tetragrammaton which we focus on which is actually corresponds specifically to the four worlds so there's so much more really to get into it but um, that's all the time we have now so definitely go ahead look that up check it out for yourself and we'll continue next time with another um, part in the series on Kabbalah and until that time peace and love